Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Reformed Dissenters, the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture uh, by asserting a biblical world view. Thank you so much for watching us or listening to us today, and, you know, happy Friday. It's, it's, uh, yeah, hope you have a good Friday, or you're having a good Friday, or you had a good Friday because you're listening to this a day after. Um, my name is Bruce Johnson. I'm in uh, the state of South Dakota, and um, I'm joined remotely by my brother, Jacob Johnson. Hello. Who is joining us from Pennsylvania temporarily yeah. um, for the next year or two or three. Hopefully not right now. <laughs> um, go to our show website, which is trdshow.net. That's where you can find a list of links to all the many platforms we're on. Check us out there. And um, you'll also find us on things like, you know, Gab and Getter and places that don't hate free speech. So follow us on Rumble. Follow us on places where you can get access to all of our content, not just the censored content that we have on YouTube. Uh, YouTube took down one of our episodes, you should know. And so if you're subscribed to us on YouTube, first of all, thank you. But also, second of all, hey, get out of YouTube. Get out of there. Go on Rumble. Go on Odyssey. Go on Gab TV. Follow us somewhere else. Um, because, uh, you know, YouTube does not like free speech. So, send us an email at trdshow at protonmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And um, today's Topic Friday, so don't forget to send us your topic ideas as well. We really want to hear some ideas that you have, uh, and maybe questions or differing perspectives that you'd like to share with us that we can talk about on the show. We did this a couple weeks back, and uh, we really appreciated that. So, um, today we're talking about keeping wise counsel, you know, being intentional about who we're surrounded by, what does the Bible say about friendships, those kinds of relationships, the people we're surrounded by, what does the Bible have to say? Because ultimately, that's our ultimate infallible standard, should be our only ultimate infallible standard. So, we want to find out what does the Bible say about all areas of life, including friendships and relationships. But before we get into that, we have to talk about our verse of the week that we've been talking about Monday and Wednesday and also today, it's First Chronicles chapter 29, verse 11, and it says, Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heavens and in the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. First Corinthians 29, verse 11. So, wow, this is probably, <laughs> I think, one of the most it's not the most, but it's one of the most hopeful and victorious messages throughout Scripture. Hopeful and victorious verses throughout Scripture. So, we need to remember this constantly, and we talked a lot more about this on our Wednesday, Monday and Wednesday episodes, so check those out. We won't be going in as in-depth today on this verse, but check out those episodes if you missed it. But we need to remember that God has the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory, and the majesty, all that's in the heaven and the earth, in the heavens and the earth, is his. His is the kingdom, and he is exalted above all. And don't forget, Matthew 28, Christ said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to him. All authority. Now, because of that, go make disciples of all nations. Go and do what we're about to do today, which is apply all of scripture to all of life. Make people disciples. It's a very specific word disciples of Christ, which means our whole worldview is meant to be biblical. So, before we get into this topic, as we discuss this today, think about the people in your life. Make this practical for yourself. 
really consider this. Do the people in your life match up with what the Bible says about friendships and relationships? Really try and consider that. So today, you know, Jacob has just done a ton of research on this topic. This is kind of one that he got really passionate about um, two weeks ago and has been putting a lot of stuff together. So this is kind of going to be, you know, his show today. So I'm going to pass it on over to you to, uh, you know, kick things off and get into it. So Jake, what is the the main emphasis today that we want to talk about keeping wise counsel? What What's the most important thing to focus on here? Well, okay. And like we were talking about last week, this kind of fits in to that a little bit. Um, in, in talking about discerning, right? Judging and discerning who we keep around. Mm. And really talking about this led me down into a different idea. And it made me start to think what, again, and what we always try to do here is what does the Bible say about this? Yes. Right. So what does the Bible say about friends? Mm. And let me start out by saying that in our current day and age, we value friends as if they are the most important thing in life. Mm. Right. We value people over God. Yeah. Good point. However, and I, this might be a little bit of a hot take, but bear with me. I do explain. Okay. <laughs> However, friends are not commanded in the Bible. Wait. So restate that. So you're saying in the Bible, we're not commanded to have friends. Like commanded. Right. So it's not wrong, right. but it's not like right. you absolutely have to have friends. Exactly. Interesting. Exactly. Interesting. I do have a thought on that, but I'll bring it up a little bit later. So go, go ahead. So let me go even further. Right, and maybe dispel a little bit of some hatred I'm getting right now. <laughs> um, however, what is commanded is wise counsel. Mm. Okay, and that can take the form of friends. However, I do want to make the point that there is a difference between a child and an adult having friends. Ooh, good right? point. Good distinction. Who will the child be friends with? Probably people their peers, people um, on in their same age group. Yeah. How wise will they be? Mm. Probably just as wise as the child, right? Yep. Which, if that child is eight, not wise. Not wise. <laughs> not, not wise. <laughs> um, <laughs> and which leads me into talking about Proverbs 20. Let me, let me give you Proverbs 20, and I'll continue talking about this a little bit more. Mm. Proverbs, uh, sorry, I said Proverbs 20. Let me restate. Proverbs 13, verse 20. Nice. There we go. <laughs> Proverbs 13, 20 says, Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Mm. Yeah. That's a really it, good one. Yeah. And this, there's a warning here. Yes. The companion of fools will suffer harm. Yep. We have to be careful of who our children are friends with. Yeah. Yeah. They and will and suffer I would suffer harm if they're around fools. Yes. And let me just say, I think the majority of children are currently at this in this generation are fools. <laughs> Oof. Going out on a ledge there. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean one part of that too is that when we talk about so the, the, unfortunately, I think the majority of people today are 
either going to government indoctrination camps or going to some sort of school system. And, you know, on our Wednesday episode, I talked about maybe you want to even consider pulling your children out of the Christian school and homes and still homeschooling them, even if they're in Christian school. Maybe maybe consider that. Not that it's wrong, but maybe consider it. For, for this and many other reasons, but this is a great time to bring this up, you know, children naturally, right, when, when God has given them to parents, he's given them to adults. <laughs> and yeah. also in the Bible, having multiple children is considered a good thing. It's considered a blessing to have more children. When, now, what does that mean when you have multiple children? Like, when a child is home and there are children of all varying ages home with him or her, then they're interacting with all of those other children from all those other age ranges, Mm -hmm. age groups, what have you. So in a school system, it's very structured. Only kids that are exactly this age are in this room and kids that are this age are in this room. It's all separated. So there's no learning to interact with people of other ages and gleaning the wisdom from those people. Yeah, and in a homeschooled um, position, from experience, younger children, um, brothers and sisters, will follow the firstborn. Mm. They will follow the older person, typically. <laughs> At least that's what, what I know I did. What are you trying I to did. say here, Jake? What are you trying to <laughs> 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 But... And, and typically, right, the firstborn will be older, mm. and hopefully, if it's a good homeschooled situation, the older one will be wiser. <laughs> All right. But let me, let me go into this talking about parents and children, right? Yeah. Yeah. A parent should first focus on giving child- their children the ability to wisely discern who they keep as company. Yes. Yes. They shouldn't be going out looking for friends for for this child. First of all, so the child first of all teaching the children how to wisely discern who to be friends with. Mm. Yep. Yep. Now partly and, the as older when they get older, right, and they know a little bit more how to wisely discern, first of all they can find their own friends. <laughs> but second of all, but then second, you can then find good friends. Right, because they they may not be that good at discerning, right? And they need wise people around them. Hopefully, that would be their brothers and sisters. And also, you as a parent should be lifting them up wisely in good counsel. But then you can go and find friends for them to be friends with. Yeah. Go ahead, Bruce. Yeah. Um, well, no, I was just going to kind of tack on to what you said, but I I think that was actually really well stated. I was going to bring up a a few verses that talked about, um, from a biblical, like we're, we're called to be very careful about the people that were, that were around, um, which kind of is really what we talked about last Friday. So if you missed that episode, you and the audience definitely check that out. But you know, what, what you're describing here is being very careful about the friends, um, you helping them pick their friends, but like, we do need to remember that all of this is not just a, a, an idea. It's like, oh yeah, that would be cool. But eh, you know, sometimes I can, it's okay. It's just a friend. It's not actually really that important that they are discerning every single friend. They can have some friends that are, you know, just kind of meh. I would be very, very cautious about that. 
you know, Psalm chapter one, verse one says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. Um, and then we also find in first Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33, which I know Jake is a verse you want to bring up as well. I don't know if it's here or a little bit later, but I'll say it is here. So it's good. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, first Corinthians 15, 33 says, do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. We also see in Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17, that iron sharpens iron and one man sharpens another. So, you know, all of these are really commanding you to be very, very careful about the friends you keep. And you can't just mm-hmm. let, you know, it's funny because sometimes people just let some, some people slip through the cracks. It's like, yes, I vetted these people really well. These are my close friends, but I just have a few that I didn't really vet that well. I don't know really well, but I love talking to them. It's so much fun. Oh, it's great. Love hanging out with them. I spend a lot of time with them. Those are the ones you got to be careful about. <laughs> I'll just tell you right now. Those are the mm-hmm. ones that are going to trip you up the most because you're going to have some ideas in your head and you're going to be like, man, I have no idea where these came from. Huh? Weird. <laughs> and it's probably from the friend that you didn't vet. You know, <laughs> That's yeah. probably where you got those from. Um, and you know, one thing that I'll mention and then I'll, sorry, Jake, I'll let you carry on from there because it was really no, good fine. train of thought. Don't want to break it up. But, you know, remember that if a person is not basing their life on scripture and the word of God doesn't permeate throughout their conversations, beware. Like if, if it doesn't mm-hmm. come up in casual conversation, they don't bring up a verse. They don't talk about a, a truth from God's word. If that never occurs, I would be concerned. <laughs> right? They should, they should be so steeped in the word of God. They can't help but overflow with scripture and biblical truths when they're talking. Um, you know, we're, we're told in Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10, that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. If your friend doesn't have insight, which is the knowledge of the Lord, if they don't have the knowledge of the Holy One, then they don't have insight. If they don't have a fear of the Lord, then they don't have knowledge, they don't have wisdom. So, you should be very careful if, if it doesn't permeate into their conversation casually. So, figured I'd bring that up. Yeah. And going back to talking about 1 Corinthians 15.33, first of all, Bruce, let me state that that's amazing points. Thank you. Um, very, very good. Um, but going back to 1 Corinthians 15.33, uh, do not be, be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals, right? Yep. Moving also to Job 15.34, which says, for the company of the godless is barren, Ooh. and the fire consumes the tents of bribery. Mm. And then uh, Proverbs twenty two twenty four through 25 says, Make no friendship with a man given to anger, nor go with a wrathful man, lest you learn his ways and, ensnare and entangle yourself in a snare. Wow, that's a really good one. Yep. Doesn't so, get any clearer than that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And... The the Bible speaks um, to the fact that making bad friends can ensnare you. Mm. It can ruin good morals. Yes. So why, I ask, are parents risking their children's immortal souls <laughs> yep. just because they think that young children Ugh. need friends? Exactly. Yep. Dude, that I think I think you're vindicated. You know, I think you brought it like. Full circle, like, backed it up. So, you know, people might be a little bit like, what are you talking about? I need friends. But now I think they, I think you, you, you flesh that out. Like, yeah. if 
that's going to lose, like cause you to lose your immortal soul. What does it profit a man to gain the whole yeah. world and lose yeah, his, his soul. soul? If having yes. a friendship corrupts you, which we've just learned, Jake just brought up tons of verses that shows that having a bad friendship corrupts you, then isn't it better not to have any friendships at all than to be corrupted eternally? That's, yeah. dude, great point. And that, and your original statement was the Bible doesn't command you to have friends. <laughs> and so, yeah, I think this ties in perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't command you to. Yeah. So we, we look at all this news of desolation, right? We look at all this like, oh, I'm not, first of all, I, I want to re restate. I'm not saying that we can't have friends. <laughs> that is not <laughs> right. what I'm saying at all. Not your point. But let me move on to how can we find good friends, mm. right? Yeah. Where can we find good friends? That's and this, really is, good this is biblically stated. Yeah. Right. I'm not, this is not something that I came up, uh, up with on the top of my head. This mm. is something that we found specifically in the Bible. And let me, let me give you the verse here. Psalms 111 verse 1. Praise the Lord. I give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart in the company of the upright in the congregation. Mm. Good moral company is found in the church. Mm. Good point. Yeah. That okay. Um, and I want to also state this is not a guarantee, mm. right? Yeah. Uh, especially in our day and age, the church is not is is a place where you go find go to find good moral company because it is should be based on the word of God. Mm. If those people in the church are not based on the word of God, <laughs> then we must discern, still discerning, even when it comes to the company of the church. Yeah. So still what discerning who is good and not good. Yeah. So what you're I saying don't, I don't is, want to say, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> so what you're saying is all good moral company comes from in the church, but not all people in the church are good moral company. Mm -hmm. So you can't go outside the church to find good moral company. Right. But you also have to be warned that not everybody in there is, uh, you know, we talk about the wheat and the, and the tares. We talk about separating the sheep and the goats. Not everyone uh, in the church is quite of the right caliber, basically. Right. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't go as far to say that we cannot find any co good company outside of the church. But... I will go for as far to say that the congregation is where we should go yeah. to find good moral company. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, actually, I would bring up Second um, Timothy three fourteen through fifteen as a great example, great tie-in of exactly what you are saying. Um, if you don't mind, <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> I think it backs it up really well. Um, but you know, a, a large and this actually. It ties into a little bit of homeschooling and I, who I think our audience is that I'm, that I'm talking to. So uh, the important thing is remembering that the key takeaway is remembering what you learned as a child being brought up in the faith will also change the kind of people that you want to hang around because they should be the same sorts of people that were also brought up in the faith. Um, a large portion of people in our audience are Christians who were homeschooled in Christian households. So, in, in 2 Timothy, we're reminded to continue in what we have learned and 
know from whom we've learned it. So 2 Timothy 3 verses 14 through 15 says, But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Timothy's grandmother Lois and his mother Eunice are mentioned earlier in 2 Timothy 1, 5. So the important thing here is that remember who you learned wisdom from. Remember who you learned the truths of God's word from. Think about those people, recognize their qualities, and look for the same sorts of people. I mean, knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you've been acquainted with the sacred writings. I think that sums up a lot of homeschooled Christians. Know who you learned it from. Um, I would argue that when we look for people to seek counsel from, their advice, demeanor towards life, and experience should mimic that of our family. We should be looking... Uh, that's assuming our family is solid, which right. if you're watching the show and you were a homeschooled Christian, I would say you're fairly decent, fairly solid biblically. If like this is the show that you want to watch and, and learn from and you're at this level where you're learning at this biblical level, you probably have a lot of the foundational stuff taught to you from your family and you're ready to now grow and on the meat of the word. I would say that your family is fairly solid at that point. That's not haughty, right? Or like highbrow or anything to say that if you're listening to our show, you're fairly solid. I don't know. From a family background, if you're able you could do to, better. If you're able to understand, oh, there's always more to learn, but if you're at yeah. this level, which right. in relation to all the knowledge that God has in his word is there, but but if you're at this level, it means that you've at least got a foundation to build on. And mm -hmm. you were a homeschooled Christian, I would say emulate that family because they did something right, that you're able to understand these biblical truths, right. these theological things, and study this for yourself, right? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Hopefully that's that got across well. Um, but you should look for people who replicate the same qualities that your family uh, possesses. Um, so, like, demeanor towards life. I'll flesh that out a little bit. And this is all I have to say, actually, and then I'll pass it back to Jake for the duration of the episode. But um, what is most important? Th these are some questions to ask the person that could be your friend, potentially. Well, and to think about as you're talking to them. What is most important to them? Is it the kingdom of God? Or is it video games? Is it Pokemon? Is it... Magic the Gathering. Is it something else? Where do they find their passion? What's their passion? Obviously, if it's a younger kid, they're going to find their passion in, you know, things that aren't the kingdom of God because they're not developed yet, right? Maybe you should consider that. <laughs> um, another question, you know, where do they go for answers? When they have a question, do they go to their parents? Do they go to scripture? Or do they go to the internet? <laughs> right. For life worldview questions. Um, also, you know, what are they working towards every day? Is it a family? Is it a God-governed society? Or is it their career? Is their career the most important thing to them? And if it is, what do they want to do with their career? Is it to glorify God or is it just to make money, right? What is their goal? So what's most important to them? What do they spend their time doing? Where do they go for answers? And what are they look working towards every day? And you'll usually absorb those answers to those questions just by having a casual conversation with them. What do they talk about the most? Where does the conversation go? Um, what drives them? And you'll have to dig deeper for motivations, but hopefully that kind of like sets up a little bit of advice for looking for those sorts of things, a bit of a reminder from scripture that these are the kinds of people we should be looking for. So hopefully that made sense. I don't know. Take it away, Jake. <laughs> I'm yeah, done rambling. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
like I said on Wednesday, that's what we do here. But, um, indeed, indeed. Going in that same vein, all right. Bruce was saying a good friend will emulate your family, right? A good friend will look like the people who are in your family, right? If your family is good, strong biblically. I want to go further into this and ask, what does a good friend look like? Ooh, right? sweet. And I have three verses, all within Proverbs 27, nice. that back up this point. First one being Proverbs 27, verses 5 through 6, which says, Better is open rebuke than hidden love. Hmm. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Profuse are the kisses of an enemy. Hmm. Proverbs 27, 9. Oil and perfume make the heart glad, and sweetness of a friend comes from his earnest counsel. Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen: Iron sharpens iron, and one man sharpens another. Mm, nice. A friend is one who will keep you accountable to God's word, yep. lifting you up with wise counsel. Now I come to the question, and... See if anybody in our audience can answer this in a, in a good way. What eight-year-old will lift you up in wise counsel? <laughs> Fair point. Yeah. And, and looking at this practically, looking at this language here, faithful are the wounds of a friend. Mm. Wounds. Yeah. It's talking about rebuke, counsel. Uh, ironing, iron sharpening iron. Yeah. This this is not something having a lighthearty conversation and joking around. Yes. The entire time. Yes. That's not a friend. Someone all the time who will. Yeah. Yeah. Someone who will come to you and want to help you in learning God's word. Mm. Help you further your faith. Yeah. Yeah. That's what earnest counsel that's what having good counsel looks yeah. like yeah or what give wise you counsel encouragement is. from the word of god instead of just empty mm. worldly platitudes when you need when yeah. you need to be raised up when you need that encouragement do they give you that encouragement from the word of god yeah. or do they just shovel on psychological mumbo jumbo that's empty platitudes from the world right yeah mm -hmm. yeah. And, yeah and might i add to that too that uh, you know that iron sharpens iron realize what's being talked about here both both of those two things are iron they're solid they're firm in the faith both are equally as strong ironing iron sharpening iron it's not like a wooden stick sharpening iron or a wooden mm -hmm. stick and another wooden stick you know it's like no iron right. sharpening iron two mm -hmm. strong christians helping each other grow yeah so let me ask another question. A lot of this is just me asking questions, and these yeah. these were the these were the questions that I asked myself as I was researching this, as I was going through this, and and this this is a, again this is a question before I came to the conclusion that I did. This is a question that I had: Does the Bible command us to have friends? Mm. Let me show you a verse which commands us um, to have something like it. Hmm. All right. It doesn't say friends. It doesn't. It, it doesn't speak to friends, right? 
But go if we go to Ecclesiastes four ten, and I can show you what what I mean, and and this hopefully it'll all clear up after I explain it a little bit. But Corinthians four ten, sorry, Ecclesiastes. There we go, Ecclesiastes <laughs> four ten, which says, "For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow, but woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up." Mm, wow. Great verse. The Bible wants us to have people around us who will lift us up. Yes. Yep. And that's lifting us up when we fall into sin. Yep. Lifting us up when we maybe physically fall. <laughs> lifting us up when we are in a down time. Yeah. We must have wise friends who will do that. Yeah. Yeah. A foolish friend will not do that. Yes. Someone who will just joke around, right? That's not a wise friend. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Dude, that was, that was really good. <laughs> yeah. I think we've, so just to kind of recap, we've, we've covered a whole host of, and we're one minute away from wrapping up. Um, we've covered a whole ton of stuff today. Um, you know, we talked about the importance of, being mindful of the people you're around. Um, we've talked about how the Bible commands us to be mindful of the people we're around and that not being mindful leads to very disastrous consequences. Um, we've talked about that if the foundation of our friendship, the foundation of the person we're talking to is not the word of God, then they don't have insight because the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. Um, and then Jake went into this awesome um, discussion about how we need to, uh, the, the different qualities of those people. We've talked about what does the Bible say about the age that we should be looking for? What does the Bible say about do we need friends or not? Which was a fundamental question, and that's, that's really great mm -hmm. to talk about. Um, so, yeah, anything you'd like to add to the recap list real quick? Yeah, let me give out one final statement. Do it which should encompass the majority of what I was talking about, not clear it up, but put it all into one uh, sentence. So people, well, not one sentence, one brief paragraph. Cool. There we go. And so, so people can understand it and make it simplified. A young child should certainly be careful of who they are friends with, right? I think the majority of Christians understand that. Yep. But even more so a child's parents should not on, should not strive to find friends for their children but teach their children how to discern a good friend from a bad friend mm, yeah i'm not saying straight across the board that no child should ever have a friend <laughs> right i am saying that be careful be extremely careful especially with anyone who is quite young. Yeah. Because yep. we see how many times the Bible brings up how good company, uh, oops, sorry, bad company corrupts good morals. Yeah. Yeah. And how bad company will ensnare you. Yep. The, yep. And why would we risk a child's immortal soul mm. with that? Exactly. Yeah. Great point. Great point. Awesome. Well, Jake, thanks so much for, you know, 
all the the research study um, that you put into this. Uh, I know there's there's a lot there, and there's even more that we could say, but we have run out of time. So this was a really great discussion. Um, and I hope that you as the audience were able to kind of apply it to your life too. You were able to think about the the relationships that you have, the friendships that you have and evaluate on some of the um, criteria that we discussed here today. Hopefully this was helpful to you. If it was, let us know in the comments or uh, send us an email at trdshow at protonmail.com. We'd love to know what your thoughts were on the, our discussion today. Also, head on over to our website, which is trdshow.net, and uh, follow us on Gab and Getter. Also, by the way, if you're watching this today, the book is available that we're going to be starting next week. Uh, You'll be able to get a copy of that book by going to our Gab page and looking for the link to it. So um, if you are not on our Gab page, you're going to be surprised by next Wednesday when we release the new book when we talk about what our new book is that we're going to be reading on the show but if you are following us on gab or you'd like to you'll know exactly what that book is you already know what it is and uh you can get your own copy of it so you can read along with us next week which will be really cool um and yeah that's that's pretty much for today that's pretty much it for today we'll see you on our monday episode and remember everyone in all that you do do as unto the lord